0: By sports Interaction, Canada sports book. Hello, everybody. Now, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to wait for people to jump into the chat. I know it's a late one, but thanks, everyone, for being with us. And Robert's with us, which is the most important thing that Robert's there. Also, I want to point out, I have a Julian shirt now. I have a shirt with Julian McKenzie's face on it, and it's the happiest I've ever been in my life. Like, the happiest I've ever been in my life. The, 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 anyways, Robert will throw a link in the chat, and you can take a look at the cool merchandise that has Julian McKenzie's face. Remember this face, it's going on to do absolutely great things. I am Marc Dumont, your host for tonight's edition of Game Over. Crazy game, overtime, started a little boring, actually started worse than boring, it was a, it was a terrible start, but obviously the Canadians came on at the end. Tonight, we're going to talk about um, Mulhoffin's game winner. We're also going to talk about just that Cole Caulfield. Can he Is he going to stay on a 40-goal pace? As well, we're going to get into the whole rookie defenseman thing because we're seeing guys like Caden Gooley. And am I crazy to talk about Arbor Jacka and a calder? Yes, I am crazy. But am I crazy about that? We'll see. And definitely, we're going to hit on Anthony Richard's fantastic NHL debut. I'm gonna jump right in to our ad here, and then we're gonna bring in our guest, Matt Drake, the GIF You've seen him on, on Twitter. I'm gonna make sure you follow him on Twitter. Old colleague of mine with my good friends over at um, Eyes on the Prize. So we're gonna, hey, hi, hi, Miss Epica. Hi, Charlotte. Hey, Charlotte, hello. Salut, Charlotte, comment ça va? Miss Epica, I am well. I am very well. I'm gonna be better when I bring Matt in. I'm gonna do that right after this ad. Wanna bet? You can do it at sportsinteraction.com. Canada's sports book. The NFL's in full swing, right? Right? We're seeing this. These games, they're going on. World Cup, over. But you could have made a lot of money there. And obviously, hockey season's coming on uh, pretty, pretty strong. So you can bet pregame. Live in play. And there's a ton of prop bets. Is Cole Caulfield, who scored tonight, going to outscore Matthews this year? Who knows? Uh, It's made for Canadians by Canadians. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Uh, Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Head to sportsinteraction.com, SDPN, that's sportsinteraction.com, SDPN, Ontario only. Please play responsibly. Let's bring in our guest, Matt. How's it going, buddy? I'm terrific, how are you? We got the, um. okay, so Matt, for those that don't know, Matt actually can't see my face right now, which is a bit of a reprieve, because uh, on, on Windows, it's a logo. We both have the toque, but Matt looks like a bucheron, and I look like a, a hipster on, <laughs> on, on the, like my land. Like, I look like someone you really don't want to hang out with. So, anyways, that's the vibe we're doing now. Um, Hey, Claire. Claire's always here, and Trizak's always here. Okay, the mallard. One second, Matt. I have to, I, I might have to tape a mallard on the wall while you speak. Okay, the mallard is here, but I tried putting it up with hockey tape, and it didn't work. So, we're, we might put the mallard up, or we're going to put the Julian shirt up. You guys can vote. Do you want the Julian shirt? It'll go on the back frame. So, Matt. Is the Julian shirt his look when he when he, uh, when he he was in Columbus, and they fired off the
1: camera? No, was no, no, no. The no. one that you got, or?
0: <laughs> no, no, he looked like a young Idris Elba in that looked though. I was like, man, damn, you're doing good, Julian. No, no, it's just him with his... Classic, amazing Julian style. So, if you load up the, the YouTube stream, you'll see it. He, he, he looks amazing. It's the only thing that looks good on me right now. All right. So, we're going to jump into that game. First of all, I want to talk about... We're going to shout out to everyone in the chat. If you have a question, leave it here. Anthony freaking Richard. How is that for a debut? Pretty damn good. I mean... I, I think that's the longest...
1: Uh, I think J.F. Chaumont uh, tweeted it out from uh, de Montréal that his last two NHL games, the first two that he played for the Predators, seven. he played something like seven minutes, and then in the other one he played four minutes. And I think he was well over that, just at even strength. I'm not sure if he got much on the power player on the penalty kill, but pretty damn good.
0: I, I mean, I that effort, right? Me? I'm
1: thinking... Keep him in the lineup. Maybe promote him in the lineup even at this point. I mean, you didn't have very much going for you in that game. and at, at even strength, he was one of the best players on the ice. You Check natural stat right now, and I have it open. He was at uh, 60% of even strength shot attempts while he was on the ice. And this is Second a game where the, the Coyotes Anderson. outshot the Habs by a lot. By a lot. And out-attempted them by a lot. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he was doing that well at even strength, uh, he almost scored too. I think I think Evans maybe put the puck in the net. And then if he had noticed that the rebound was coming right back to him, which of course, you know, it came pretty quickly. You can't really blame him for missing that rebound. He would have had a goal as well. So, man, I'm, I'm thinking you got to keep him in the lineup and start thinking about promoting him too.
0: There you go. We're going to give another... Hey, Ghoulie Nation is here, Noah. And hey, what's up? We're going to... It's X96MN. Couldn't come to a lot of shows this year. Well, no, you're here now. And so is Habs Gaming. All right. Yeah. Anthony Richard, the speed, the intensity... For a team that's getting sleepy, Matt, this is maybe a little, this is kind of like a Gallagher light. You know how everyone calls Raphael Harvey Pinal Gallagher light? I think Anthony Richal is probably a little closer and he can get in your face and he's faster. So this is a guy, in my opinion, I don't like seeing Slavkovsky fall down the lineup, but I think it was justified in this case. However, it's even more justified to take out an older vet and give Richal that spot, right? uh definitely
1: um I, I don't think you want to bump Slav down too much i mean i was talking about it the other day i might want to walk this back but i was talking about it on twitter that you know if they're gonna put anderson on that top line maybe you know don't do that and and put slavkovsky there instead after seeing that game you know i'm not too sure that he's ready for those top line minutes it, it was I mean, a rough game
0: died. for slavkovsky let's be honest yeah.
1: it, it was a rough game it's hard to say that he deserves a promotion at that point mm. um but if he shot 100 deserves a promotion i'd i'd try him on that top line Instead of Anderson. Because what do you, we know that doesn't work. We've seen it plenty of times. I'd give him a shot. Yeah. Maybe what do you have to lose? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's a development year, right? You might as well find out what some of your younger players can and can't do. And uh, give him that shot. so what he can do with it. Uh,
0: I'm thinking also in Hrishal's case. Listen, like, we call him a prospect. You have there. He's 25 years old. So, mm. uh, like, there, there's a point where you kind of have to... And they're, they're there with Yulinen as well in the AHL. Where you kind of have to figure out what these guys have, right? And for this type of year, as you said... Like Anderson doesn't work there. Let's be honest. Doc is the only thing that works, and that's what worked tonight, right? Gets back on the top line, and boom, they have scoring chances. But what happens w- when Monahan's out of the lineup and Doc's on the top line? The rest of the lineup's terrible. So this might be a nice little solution to cover that Monahan gap. Would you give him power play time? Because I mean, at this point, what's what's there to lose?
1: I'd give him power play time, a hundred percent. And I give. Uh, I mean, the power play is horrible. At this point, you might as well try any and every body you have to see if something gets going, because right now you're getting nothing out of it. I mean, Cole Caulfield is doing all of his damage at even strength. He chips in with the occasional power play goal here or there when he gets a good look, but you, you don't have anything going. I would keep throwing new bodies on there until you find something that works and then stick with it, because... You know, we, we know they're not making the playoffs this season. We know they're going to be in the draft lottery. They might actually have two picks in the in the draft lottery of Florida. Mm-hmm. keeps going the way that they're going. And you, you might as well just try and find out. Like I said, try everybody everywhere and see what works. Because once this team gets to the other end of the rebuild, having a power play that works is going to be super important. Yeah. All the good teams, the teams that compete and make the playoffs, that win Stanley Cups, they have power plays that actually work. The Habs don't. So – Find out. Find yeah. out who can do it, who can't, and then stick with what works.
0: And speaking of which, because there's a big Gouley Nation push in the chat right now. Um, we're going to get to ghouly in the second segment, because we're also going to talk about Jack Eye and Harris and, and Kovacevic, the Habs best, four best defensemen. Although Harris and Kovacevic had a rough night, but there's a pretty good point here for the whole... Um, let's go back to Richal real quick. Slavkovsky did have a rough game, and it got pointed out here, but the idea that the second that he has a rough game... It dro- his numbers drop mid mid game that's the type of pressure you don't want to put on a first overall pick right like that's the kind of pressure Kotkanemi was under and it cracked him I really wish they'd show a little more patience in game with Slavkovsky what's your opinion on his his usage so far
1: I mean, I, I don't like him being on the fourth line. That was why I'd been arguing, you know, let's put him up. If you're going to move things around, if you're not going to have Doc on that top line, then give it to Slavkovsky for a game and see what he can do with it. Because you didn't draft him first overall for him to be a fourth liner. So do you really want to develop him on the fourth line? I don't think that's ideal. So I, I understand why they're moving him down in the lineup to try and get a, a little bit less pressure on him, maybe a little bit less uh, tough competition. Uh, Than he would typically get if he was playing with a Caulfield and with a Suzuki, but at the same time, again, you didn't draft him to be on the fourth line, so why are you playing him there? I I think the best thing for them to do, and I had argued this before, was send him to the World Juniors, let him go play for Slovakia and compete for for them. You know, they're they're going to have a tough time winning a medal there, but he would take them to a a level that they're not going to be at without him, right? He would get a chance to play with Philip Meshar and uh, potentially go out there and ball out a little bit and maybe give himself a little bit of extra confidence.
0: Yeah. Um, I know well, the deadline Evan. for
1: that was like today. I don't know if it's already passed, but uh, you know, if, if I was, if, if I had my say, I would have sent him to the world juniors. I would have let him uh get that experience under his belt and then come back. Maybe a little fresher.
0: See, I, I, okay. The moment they, okay. December 1st, there's an injury. Slavkovsky gets a promotion. His numbers start to skyrocket immediately. I'm like, okay, here we go. Because he had shown really good things in the fourth line. Right. Even though let's be honest, Jake, Jake Evans, good guy. Sorry, Jake, you know, not exactly conducive to scoring points when you're on the fourth line with Michael Pizzetta and Jake Evans. But despite that, he was putting up a rookie scoring pace that was about the same as Kutkinemi and Lafreniere. You know, like, okay, pretty good. The moment he went in the top six, his numbers skyrocketed and so did his underlying numbers and so did the Canadians' numbers. So, I, like, I'm a big fan of preaching patience, but when a, when a prospect does everything you ask... It gets demoralizing at this point, but I'm gonna say this: I don't think let's let's say compared to to Kutkinemi, I don't think Slavkovsky will 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 melt under the pressure. And I'm not trying to be. I know that sounds horrible for Kudryavtsev. He just some people thrive under pressure, others don't, and that's fine. That's absolutely fine. And Kudryavtsev did not love the pressure. I think Slavkovsky can handle it a little better, right? It seems
1: that way. I mean, he's he's gotten rocked a few times. And the, the one thing is when, when you see a young player that gets hit the way that he has is can they start, can they figure out how to avoid that? Right. And yeah. working with Adam Nicholas, we've already seen a difference in him keeping his head up a little bit more, uh, keeping his wits about him. And every time that he's gotten rocked, he pops right back up, gets back into the game as best as he possibly can. Yeah. Uh, and ends up playing reasonably well, especially given that he just took such a hard hit. So it's uh, the, the fact that he's dealt with that, Okay. Yeah, it's worrisome, yeah, but the fact that he's dealt with it and that he's come back from it and that he's working to improve it, it tells you that, you know, he kind of can see the spotlight that he's under and he knows what he needs to work on and he's working on it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't think he's going to crack under the pressure. I don't think it's going to be, be another be. Kakenyemi situation. I mean, we I certainly hope nobody offers sheets him some ridiculous number in the $6 million is immediately coming off of his entry-level contract and puts us in a position or puts the Habs, rather not us, in a position where they have to either match it or – uh or not match it but um you know i I don't think it's going to end up in the same situation i think the production is going to come i think it's a matter of figuring out a configuration of the lineup that actually allows him to have those good underlying numbers to have those good games without having to bump him back down to the fourth line every time something doesn't go ideally well
0: i'm thinking that the the trade deadline will probably clear that up but you just don't want to burn that much time um okay yes Denis, we were just talking about anthony rishaw that was our whole intro okay to recap Man, he's fast, man, he's intense, he's got a sneaky shot, and me and Matt both agreed, Matt and I agreed that uh, he, he he stays in the lineup at this point, and maybe even you give him a look uh, a little higher in the lineup. Okay, good point here by Paper Dolls, and, and this is a distinction, uh, today I made a joke about Savkowski. he needs to keep his head up, I was really just going after Harry Kane, because anytime I get to insult the Spurs, that's, like, I'm happy, but... It wasn't him keeping his head down, but it was a lack of situational awareness. Let's put it that way. So I think when we talk about head down, I think it's more of being aware of what's on the ice in Slavkovsky's case, and that takes time. And that takes that if he makes a mistake, he's got to stay up there in the lineup. So again, to finish it all off, I really wanted him to stay in Montreal instead of going to Halifax, but that was with the caveat that he stays in the top six. So if he's back in the bottom six, it's not too late, by the way. They could officially send him. Um, but obviously they're not going to. Okay, we're gonna jump into our next segment in just one moment. Um <laughs> Claire is saying <laughs> Anthony Richards, <laughs> his nickname's Tony Dick. I like that. It's like <laughs> it's like the, the Tony Stark porn version. <laughs> All right, I'm tired. I'm very tired as well. I don't know if you noticed. Matt, which rookie impressed you most on the blue line tonight? And that's a cool question because there's actually a couple couple answers, but which one stood out for you? Ooh,
1: that's a tough one. Um, I, I'd still have to go with Caden Gooley. Uh, the play that he made to set up that Caulfield goal, uh, yeah, the primary assist went to Josh Anderson, but you might as well just go ahead and hand the primary assist to Caden Gooley on that one. Yeah, His forays into the offensive zone are becoming more and more impressive. Uh, We saw it throughout his time in the WHL with the Edmonton Oil Kings. Like Once he got traded to that team, all of a sudden, you saw his offense really start to flourish. And now in the NHL, it's the same thing. When he's getting the opportunities to, to make those forays into the offensive zone, they're getting better and better and better. And that was an amazing one, man. The way he cut around behind the net and fed the puck into the slot. Good pass by Anderson afterwards, but really, you could give that primary assist to Caden Gooley. Uh, and his physicality hasn't gone anywhere either. He's still able to put the body on people whenever he feels like it. Mm-hmm. He does it without putting himself out of position. His gap control is on point all the time. The only mistake of the night was that he got his stick knocked out of his hand and they got scored against. But that should have been a penalty. So mm-hmm. realistically, you can't fault him for not being in position to make a stop on that one because he had no stick. It got no, taken exactly. out of his hands. So uh, great game from him. Yep. string of great games from him in a row. It- it's hard not to pick him as the most impressive rookie in that game.
0: I was, oh yeah, and, and Paper Dolls is always here in our chat to remind me to do my job, so you gotta like, and hello fellow youths, can you can you please like and subscribe to the channel, uh, fellow youths, how are you? What, I'll say this, Ghoulie's most impressive play to me, and not to sound like that contrarian, but it was handed at one point, he joined the rush, created a high dangerous chance, and then he, he got back in position before... The two forwards that were weren't as deep as him. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. that's smart positioning. That's, that's his gap control was perfect on a shorthanded rush. And you know, like <laughs> it takes on magnitudes of, of impressiveness. But I will say, and I got this so wrong with Arbor Jacki this summer. I was basically saying like cool story, but this let, let's be honest, like this this kid's not going to do anything in the NHL. And um, sorry, Arbor. Once again, shockingly, I was very wrong. His skating is what's really impressing me. Yeah, he's getting points out there, but have you noticed how he's driving the rush? How his controlled exits are going through the roof? Like, is Arbor Jacki a mobile defender? Or, or like...
1: 100%. If you... I don't know how many of his games you saw when he was playing for the Bulldogs um, last year, but... Not a lot. No matter what broadcast you watched, they would all marvel at his skating. and would be like, guys that size shouldn't be able to move that well. Right that's what I love about this guy so much is that he's an actual player. Like he skates very well. Mm-hmm. Um, he shoots the puck quite well. We haven't even really seen him use his clapper. Uh, it's surprising how much velocity he can get on that thing, but he tends to favor a quick flick from the blue line. Instead we saw well, that, that on the, uh, on the Christian Dvorak goal. Yeah, it works. He gets it on net. He gets it on net through traffic. So, you know, use what works for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but wait, when he breaks out that clapper, you'll see, he can really fling that as well. I let PK Subban. Um, but his skating is, is is excellent. And that's what's great about having him on the team. It's like, you know, we've had goons before. We've had guys who can fight. We've had guys who can feed you your lunch, but they can't play. And every time they're out there, they're essentially a liability. They play four or five minutes a night. They're just taking up a roster spot for the sake of being able to beat people up. He's not that. He can actually play. He can really contribute. Uh, and it just so happens he's, he's pretty nice in a fight as well.
0: You know what? And here's the crazy part is that he's... Well, it's not crazy at all, but he's one of the nicest guys I've ever met. Like I, at, in in Buffalo, he would he'd come up and he was like, hey man, like I saw that, you know, you, you recorded a video with me at DevCamp. Like, do you want to maybe record another one and put it on the internet? You know, like, because he was building up his brand awareness. And I'm like, geez, this guy is kind of, is well, not kind of, he's very smart. He knew how many impressions the other video got. And he's like, if we do that, my name will be out there. And and then he went and he knocked out Zachary, um, or he stole Mascut's soul. So that was like yeah that was his homecoming yeah smart guy and and super nice like just one of the nicest guys out there so for everyone that was like me and that basically said big guy won't do much um we were dead wrong like i I need to eat i've
1: i've still been using the quote that he said in your video that you put on twitter it was like salut you see arbor jack guy i've been using that every time he lands a big hit i put out a gif or a a mp4 or something of it and i always put i tend to put that as the caption i I love that or something something sheriff i don't know but it was a great video. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah you, do, you go from feet up and then he's just right. like, Better. you see, Jar- Arbor Jack. guy?
0: It's just, and you know, he's like such a nice guy. He's such a nice guy. And this is how smart he was. He's like, hey, how about this time we do it in French? And he's like, can you mm-hmm. teach me just real quick? Like, he, I just had to just throw him a couple lines. But he, you know, he's like, yeah, absolutely. I'd love to do this in French so that the French fan. And I'm thinking, as a Francophone, I'm like, okay, come, Like, he understands the market. So yeah. it's been. And he's leading all uh, rookie defensemen in scoring. Like he's he's getting he's getting even strength points. I think he might be right behind Goulian Harris for total even strength points. It's been just like okay, when do we start the Arbor eye Calder <laughs> discussion? That's what we're like. No, but honestly, all jokes aside, his underlying numbers are great. He's putting up goals. He stole Cassian's Soul. What more do you want from a rookie? If it was a fan vote, you know he'd be
1: like way up there, way yeah. up there. Um, I, I I think it's not, it, it is a little crazy to suggest that he could win the Calder or that he'd be in the conversation. I think Ghouli is a more likely candidate from the Habs to be in that conversation, mm-hmm. uh, albeit maybe not win it. But when you look at Jack Guy's numbers, it's hard to deny that he deserves to be in a similar conversation okay. to Ghouli. I mean, um, Again, if it was a fan vote, I think Habs fans would push him in there. No problem. Like like Mike
0: Comosarek at the uh, All-Star game, right? Yeah, like Mike (laughs) Comosarek at the All-Star (laughs) game. And like, Uh, who else? There was like Pierre Dagenet. Okay, our chat wants some, and I know you're going to be able to do this, a little bit of, it's Noel, always asks. Because I think I traded Montembeau in like the first game over the season. So we're going to give Montembeau some love here. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, Matt, did you expect this? Not just tonight, from him this season. He's been one of the better goalies in the NHL.
1: Yeah, I don't, I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I know his goals saved above expected were, like, uh, s- s- top 10 in the
0: league. Yeah, yeah, he was hovering around, like, are. 8 or 10 goals saved above expected, which is ridiculous, you know?
1: After that game, it's got to be a little bit higher than it even was. I mean, Samuel <laughs> Motavo is not a guy that you ever would have picked to be a potential, you know starter like workhorse goaltender in the NHL. Right. But the way that he's played this year, you gotta wonder if there's a possibility. Everybody knows goaltenders are weird. They develop they, yes, they don't they have, have the develop same development late. curve as any other player. Right. Mm-hmm. Look at Tim Thomas's career arc. Right? The guy ends up winning a Stanley Cup. And when he was Samuel Motambo's age, do you think anybody was saying, Yeah, Tim Thomas, that's our guy, we're gonna win a Stanley Bennington Cup.
0: Bennington was NFL? in the ECHL, right? At his age, if I remember correctly. So um yeah. yeah look, shows what I know. I didn't even know that. Yep. Right.
1: Yep. And that tells you all you need to know about goaltending is that it's not always like uh, the, the guys who end up being elite starters, aren't always carry price. They're not always drafted in the top five and ascend to their rightful place uh, in the net starting goaltender for the Montreal Canadians. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Again, it's a, it's a development year. It's an evaluation year. So I think you evaluate everybody. The nice thing that they have with the goaltenders, is they have flexibility so they can afford to yeah. give Samuel Montembeau games this year. They have Caden Primo locked up for another, what, three. Um, Jake Allen's locked up as well. So they've yeah. got flexibility that takes them to uh, to a decision point there. I think you give Montembeau as many games as you can this season. Uh, you see what he can do. And if he keeps this up, then he potentially earns the right to continue to audition yeah. for that. Summer. And man, the way he's played, it's hard to deny him. Like Lights honestly, up. when they play, when they play some of the tougher games, I, would almost rather see him than Jake Allen at this point.
0: He, 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 like, I mean, I think Jake Allen's been really important for the Habs, especially that playoff run. I mean, I know he wasn't in the playoff run, but yeah. without him, they don't get to the playoffs, right? Um, So they don't get to the Stanley Cup final. But uh, Samuel Montembeau, let's be perfectly honest, has, has outplayed him significantly. And if it was a meritocracy, then you'd have... He'd be your starter right now. Now, obviously... That goes contrary to the tank. He's like, the, he's like, <laughs> what do you call those those metal things there that stop tanks? There, <laughs> he's, he's basically, um, without Motabo, they'd be kind of bottom three ish team right now. So, he's he's making it fun for the fans, and that's uh, that's pretty excited. Oh, okay, nuit, Claire. Salut, Claire. Sava, they're saying, uh, right now that the chat, um, they're comparing it to football as well, and that is a pretty good. We always thought goalies should be better earlier. But statistically, like in football, you're peaking around like 28-ish, 30, which is very old. Um, In hockey, it's actually close to 26, 27 is the peak year for most goalies. So technically speaking, like forwards is 23. For goalies, he hasn't reached his prime yet. So it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, what he can do. And and, and I'm saying trade Jake Allen at the deadline at this point. And again, I know I trade everyone, but why wouldn't you, right? Why wouldn't you go see what he can get? I had been saying that last year as well, and I was surprised <laughs> that they didn't. Right? There
1: are teams out there that could absolutely. Oh, teams called Allen about
0: Jake team. Allen. I know this for a fact. Yeah.
1: Right, and why? Maybe would even team team a team. Maybe table? even
0: a team in Ontario. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm not not to mm. throw rumors out there, but uh, it happened. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, th- I think we have a pretty good idea. Why, well, at least, have a
1: pretty good idea of who you're referring to there. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> look, it's. With the flexibility that they have at the goaltender position, they can afford to trade one of them, right? Mm-hmm. If your best offer is for Jake Allen because he's got that established then starter you, caliber you pull the to him, then you you pull the trigger, right? You need all the assets you can get. And I don't think anybody in their right mind is going to say, well, no, we're going to hang on to Jake Allen and he's going to be our starter at the, at the tail end of the rebuild. By the time you see that light at the end of the tunnel, Jake Allen is going to be, you know, leaving his prime, right? So you might as well give him that opportunity. I think he's earned the opportunity to yeah. go to a playoff team and get that and, and, and get the chance to go and compete for a Stanley cup. And the Habs can't afford to say, no, we're not going to take these assets because we want to hold on to him and hope that he's going to be there when we hit that light at the end of the tunnel. So mm-hmm. yeah, I I'd, I'd let him go at the deadline, um, send him to a contender, give him that shot. And you know, if it's Toronto, it's Toronto. I still hope they don't win the cup.
0: I never, I never said it was Toronto. It was Toronto. Um, so yeah, and they're 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 saying here. Big quick question. I, I honestly, I think, and they're asking in the chat if um, Alan is worth more now or at deadline. I think the risk is that if you get by the deadline and he's won nine of his thirty games and his save percentage is eight seventy five, I think the risk there is that you actually kind of tank his value. So I, like yeah. hard to predict, and and teams get desperate at the deadline, but. You rarely see goalies move at the deadline. So uh, if I'm the hubs, I'm picking up the phone on him, on Josh Anderson. On, no, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to start trading absolutely everyone right now. Okay, we're going to go to um, our last segment in just one bit. Again, shout out to everyone in the crowd. Like, Thank you so much for being with us. This is pretty darn cool. Coming off a big win. We talked about Anthony Richard. Uh, we talked about the ghoulie Jack-Eye experience. And now... We're gonna talk about Cole Caulfield because he's on pace for 40 goals. So, in this potentially miserable season, you have a hell of a. Uh, who's the last guy to score 40? Matt Naslin? Vincent Dafous. Oh, Stefan. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it would've been Dafous, Richer, and then uh, and then Naslin. Sorry, I, I don't know why I went. I don't know why I skipped those two. But it, you know, it's it's been a long darn while since we had a 40 goal scorer. Yeah. Does he do it?
1: Oh, uh, yeah i've i've been saying it. i said it before the season even started i was like this is the year he's going to get to 40 um honestly if they figured out the power play he would hit 50 that's the craziest i, part.
0: I don't think he, he's he, he's got what like three power play like it's terrible he has almost no power play goals yeah if they had a functional power play
1: not even i'm not saying a top 10 power play. They... I'm just middle, middle of the pack power like... play
0: He'd be, he'd be
1: kissing 50 this
0: season. Or, or historically, not the worst in the league over the last five years. Something <laughs> like that.
1: Yeah. you know what's, Something s- better than, you know, yeah, like the worst in the last five years. So. We were talking about... That's, that's about all they would need.
0: Subban, like, uh, you know, because they're going to honor him. But then, uh, for some reason, the conversation on Twitter went to Markov, which, who I love, big fan of Andrei Markov. Um, the power play has been total shit since the moment... Andre Markov left the team, and that's not a coincidence. Andre Markov papered over a lot of issues. He made millionaires out of Commissaric, Surrey, Straight, who else? Marc Andre Bergeron, Michel Therrien. He helped Suban increase it. Like he made about 400 million for other players, and it's no coincidence. Since then, they haven't had a power play, a power play quarterback, which is my my argument. And I know everyone wants to see Gouli there. I'd like to see Jordan Harris on the power play. What do you think about that? I love it. He's like got I no shots. Before, he's tra- got no
1: shot. But you know, he's gonna move the puck. Try everybody, right? Like you don't, you don't necessarily need to have a guy back there with a shot, right? Uh, first of all, let's do away with the five forwards thing completely and forever, and never yeah. go back to that. We, right? Which is
0: such a shame, Not Matt, because doing- I love four, five forwards. I was so excited <laughs> that St. Louis was doing it. Ugh, it's crap. It's total need, crap. You you do need a quarterback, and generally speaking. The general
1: is kind of the mold of what you want, and Andre Markov wasn't always, you know, firing off big shots on the power play. His specialty move, most people who watched him back in the day will remember, was sliding in on the back door when nobody saw him coming. Sneaky, sneaky, And then yeah, yeah. somebody throws a pass across. You know, uh, my dream would be to somehow get back to the day when Saku Koivu used to be the one throwing that pass across to Andre Markov. Like um, a lot of magic
0: happened there, yeah, 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 yeah. And they uh, had and but, they had Surrey at the time, who was that decoy? But hey, I mean, yeah. It was vision in and, his case. And and what Markov did is that he made goalies move. When you watch a power play now, the goalies aren't moving. Like, like the goalies might as well do their taxes while the Habs are on the power yep. play. It's... it's. Yep. And at this point, do you fire Alex Burrows? Because, I mean, he's been terrible on special teams, but the issue predated him. So, like, whose fault is this? I would have
1: fired him last season when they fired them in the him. Um, I, I think I wrote about that a few different times last year, actually. Really? but. Um, well,
0: everyone loves him though you know, that's the tough part everyone loves him
1: i'm, I'm sure everyone loves him and you know he, i'm sure he's a great guy but realistically if your responsibility has been the power play it's been brutal since he's been there and you're right it's, it kind of predates him as well mm-hmm. but did you do anything to improve it right? That, that would really be my question when it comes to a coach that's responsible for a specific aspect of the game is, yeah. have you done anything to improve it? And so far, the answer is no. It, it's the and Simpsons weapons, gift, right? right? Like We've done nothing yeah. and we're all out of ideas. <laughs> yeah. they, they have weapons is my is my issue, right? Like you mentioned Harris. I mean, Harris, no, he doesn't have a shot, but why aren't you trying him there? He can, move clearly, the puck. He, he can move and the he puck. And he was he a can... great
0: power play QB at Northeastern, like fantastic there when they use him yep. there. So he got, yeah, I think he led the league in D scoring on the power play when he was there. Like, and do you, if he's out there and you also
1: have Cole Caulfield and like when you have Caulfield and Suzuki on the same power play, there's two weapons already that can shoot the puck. mm -hmm. You don't need another shot. So put Harris on there. Why not? He can move the puck. And he can get the puck puck on net. He can get those other two guys into situations where they have... You know, that lateral movement that actually, like you said, makes the goaltenders move. So they have to stop doing their taxes and actually pay attention to the game for a minute. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> the pucks on Cole Caulfield stick with lateral movement. Cole Caulfield can, you could be standing still doing your taxes in the net, square <laughs> to his shot and staring at him and knowing that he's about to shoot and he can still beat you. Yeah. So when you get the lateral movement, you add that into the mix, it's game over. He's scoring every time.
0: It's, it's this, this episode brought to you by uh, H&R Block. Um, okay, we're getting some heat here for not talking about Mike Hoffman. Hey, I'm a big Mike Hoffman fan. I'll be perfectly honest. I hated how everyone was crapping on him at the beginning of the year because I'm thinking you're ruining his trade value. No, like this guy, he's, he's I think he's the most prolific goal, sc- goal scorer on the team right now. Like historically speaking, he's got six 20 goal seasons. He's on his way to another. If I'm not incorrect, Hoffman has picked it up. I, I know everyone is quick to criticize him. But statistically speaking, Hoffman's been decent, has he? I, I was one of the people who was criticizing him on Twitter, so I'm going to have to...
1: He know, looks... Okay, he that. gives the perception uh, that he's not
0: trying. I'll, I will give you that. Like, he's... He, but yeah. he puts up points, man. But lately, he's been pretty solid. I, I don't
1: have any complaints about him, you know? Uh, and I was one of the guys that was looking for complaints about him early goings of the season. So, I mean, I got to admit, lately, he's been quite good. Yeah. Obviously, that goal in overtime there, just a snipe. I mean, it wasn't even... It wasn't your standard... Three on three OT goal. Either it was on a rush uh through a little bit of traffic. Like there were some bodies in the way there as well, and he still managed to snipe it. I mean, he can put the puck in the net.
0: He knows how to score. That's that's it.
1: Yeah, I would trade him too, oh. though. I, don't <laughs> <want> to...
0: <laughs> Drive him to the Trudeau there tonight. No, no, but this is good for the trade value because you're looking at guys like Monahan. Will get a rip. Monahan's gone in my opinion. Well, not my opinion. I'm oh, like. Yeah it's it's pretty much confirmed this guy's gone at the deadline um you're 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 then you're wondering are you gonna be able to move guys like uh, Armia or not Armia he's expiring but guys that have an extra year left and that's Hoffman if he picks it up a little bit eh, I think you might get some healthy return for him uh, on the trade market right now from what I hear and um and it's everyone's looking for a center, but Hoffman's probably one of the best wingers available. So that could be interesting. Um, Okay. They're asking, what does he fetch at the deadline? Matt, what's your prediction for Hoffman? If he goes,
1: I think the only problem with Hoffman is the additional time. And what he's currently at is that they're going to have to eat salary. And he's got another,
0: what um, 4.5 next year.
1: He's got another four, I think it's 4.5, 4.25. I can't remember. I'd have to go double check, but it's 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 in the fours, which means they're probably gonna have to eat salary to move him, and that means they're eating that salary next year as well. Uh, but if they eat the salary, right? If they eat say fifty percent and they go to the max,
0: mm-hmm. maybe they could fetch a first rounder for him. You heard it here first. And if it doesn't happen, we never heard it at all. Um they're they're also they're they're talking about here, uh oh, sorry, I, there's a great question in my chat. I just lost it because I'm an old man. Let me let me find this real quick. Hold on. Old man scrolling. Okay, yeah, exactly. We, they talked about Ben Sherat and the story in Montreal and this is uh, uh, Noel that brings it up. We knew he was a bad defender, let's be perfectly honest. Um, he still fetched one of the best returns in the history of the franchise. Now it's a defenseman. It's different, but goals go for a lot of the deadlines, so uh, we'll see how it goes. Hey, Joe the Snoop is, oh, in Sydney. So you're in Australia. Okay. So this is how it feels for you to watch hockey. You're up at crazy hours because it's five o'clock there. I guess it's annoying when we complain about it, right? Like, oh, we're so tired. Good on you for watching hockey. We're going to wrap it up fairly shortly. Um, in the end, Matt predicts easy 40, right? For Caulfield, maybe 50 if he had a power play. Was that it? He's crossing
1: 40. Uh, I will I, I will be stunned if he doesn't cross 40. Uh, and again, if they fix the power play somehow, miraculously, between now and the end of the season, maybe he kisses fifth.
0: Well, an easy way to fix the power play is, is 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 get the guys you're trying to get a fourth-round pick for, like Dadanov and then they come, débarrasse, débarrasse, bon debarras let let's be honest. <laughs> it's starting to grind me that, like, I, I, I know St. Louis doesn't want these guys in the power play. I Like, I'm guaranteeing you the, the it's coming from above there, the order. And the idea that you're going to get a fourth instead of a fifth for Dadanov, like, who who cares man come it's not important so that's the one side of the saint louis thing and i don't know if i can blame him for it that i don't like is the focus put on the veterans i know why but is it worth it if you're hindering guys like savkovsky um not so much i'd like to see him it's crazy because he gives so much trust to these young defensemen uh but the young forwards not necessarily as uh as much as much confidence yes okay as robert says real quick I will be gone for the holidays. I'm actually planning on going back to Ottawa. I haven't seen my family in about a year, and I get to go see my godson. He wants to go ice fishing with me, which is so cool. Like he saw his ice fishing last year, and he was two years old, and he wanted to go. So this year he's gonna go. I want to thank absolutely everybody. Um, salut dans chat. Happy holidays, Jack. Gokoran, Happy holidays to you. Is there anything before we go, Matt, that you want to touch upon? Where do you think where do you think the Habs are going? Because there was some talk about Connor Bedard in the chat earlier. I don't want to be the Debbie Downer, but things are looking good for a pretty high pick for the Habs, aren't they?
1: They are, and I don't know if anybody caught the uh, the pre-tournament match that they play that Canada played against Switzerland uh, earlier today. But mm. uh, man, Connor Bedard was something else. Those you passes, like chance Bedard. So, um, I, I, <laughs> I salivate at the idea of getting Connor Bedard. I honestly, I, I've seen him play many times, but watching that particular game against Switzerland, uh, he gifted Shane Wright a goal at one point where Shane Wright literally afterwards, like he looked embarrassed to have scored it because. Right. It really should have been Donald's goal. It's one of those but, where you just don't celebrate. <laughs>
0: like that, that was too easy. Yeah, you know? no, he like, literally
1: just went like this, and then mm. he pointed over at, at dart <laughs> to say, "Like, yeah, that, that's really that's your goal, man." Yeah. Um, man, he's a ridiculously good player. I don't think the Habs are going to be bad enough to have the best odds, but, but I think they're going to be bad enough that they're going to have odds. But as and, as
0: who was mentioning it in the chat here, we were talking about Fantelli. Like, there there's some high, like top five right now, in my opinion, goes number one overall last year every time like the top five guys right now whether it's like there's just so much talent in that draft that as exciting as the haves have been they're trending way downwards and that is very good like that's that's exactly what we want um all right so also i want to mention here because robert for those in the chat know robert's our excellent moderator i'm going to be out of town and andrew is also unavailable so Robert's gonna be hosting game over so I want to make sure everyone tunes in for that Uh, what is it it's Wednesday's game Robert either way he's gonna be hosting game over it's gonna be great I'm gonna be tuning in from the forest with my with my phone and uh, make sure to uh, tune in for that again like everything, smash subscribe, or else Steve Dangle will chuck coal in my face. It's not a Christmas thing. He's just really mean. You guys don't know this. He gets really mean, and he throws coal at people. Uh, I want to thank everyone in the chat. Miss Epica, Noel, Trizak, Paper Dolls, Robert, 9.6mm, uh, is that it? 97? Were you a big, uh, big uh, Jagger fan? And Paper Dolls, everyone, that always comes. Joyeux Noël. Um, happy Hanukkah, happy holidays. Uh, Matt, thank you so much for joining us. Where can we find you?
1: Well, you can find me at www.habseyesontheprize.com. That's where I do most of my writing. Uh, we also have podcasts available. Um, we're, we're, we're only in audio format, though, so you can find them on Spotify or on Apple. Nobody needs to look at this mug any more than they have to. Um,
0: I'm so telling so you, you got, the better, you got the better toque thing. Like, I've been fidgeting with my toque all night. I'm trying to make it look cool like yours, but I just, I don't got it, man. I, I shaved right before I came on, so I don't look as cool as you.
1: I, well, I shoveled my driveway twice today. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to uh, take the toque off because my hair probably looks terrible underneath it. Um, so <laughs> we, we, we left it on and we just let the, the, the lettuce come out the back a little bit.
0: I like that. I like that. Well, yeah, and you can find uh, Matt on Twitter. I think it's uh, at Drake MT, right? Correct. Perfect. And uh, yeah, so go to Habs, Eyes in the Prize. Uh, I, I used to work there. Great people, fantastic information. Go check out Matt on Twitter. And Robert reminded me, I forget everything that it's Friday that he is hosting. So make sure to tune in for that. Joyeux Noël, tout le monde. Joyeux joyeux Noël, Noël. (laughs) Yes. And uh, I will see you all on New Year's Eve. So um, I had to cancel all my super cool plans on New Year's Eve. All my friends are right here out of frame laughing with me. Don't worry. I'm going to be partying with them. Uh, I'll see you on New Year's Eve for the Capitals game. But in the meantime, tune in for the next game over following the next Habs game. That's it for me. That's it for Matt. Joyeux Noël, tout le monde. Game over! Powered by Sports Interaction. Canada's Sportsbook.